Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Tonight, we're talking about Star Wars Celebration news that's come out. And here we got our very own TV's Casey. Yes, I have returned. So in case you guys don't know, Star Wars Celebration is the nerdiest convention on the planet. It's a Comic-Con just for Star Wars. And man, there are so many things that came out. Let's get right into it, Casey. Uh, I'm not going to mince any meat here. The first thing I want to talk about is the Star Wars movies. Kathleen Kennedy came out on stage, Casey, and she was talking about, hey, you guys are probably wondering what's going on with uh, the movies here because there haven't been any Star Wars movies in a while. And there was some scuttlebutt that it was an order by Bob Chapek, who was a former CEO of Disney, now taken out, and Bob Iger's back in, thank God. Uh, or should I say Bob Paycheck? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's why we've been having only uh, Star Wars TV shows on Disney+. Plus. So Kathleen Kennedy came out on Star Wars Celebration stage and said, hey, we got some stuff coming up. There is a timeline in which we have the past, the present, and the future. So talking about the past of Star Wars uh, inside of the Star Wars universe, there's going to be a movie um, in which we are going to get introduced to the origins of the Force and the first Jedi. Um, it's going to be helmed by James Mangold, and it's going to be really, really interesting. For those who don't know, James Mangold directed and wrote a wonderful movie that you, a lot of you have seen, a lot of you love. I know Casey Love is the one called Logan. My God, if you guys have not seen Logan, the story of uh, Old Man Logan, Wolverine, Professor X, X-23. I, thought you, I really thought you were going to say Girl Interrupted. I mean, that was good, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was good too. I mean, I know I liked I liked that movie. I don't know if you did. Uh, also did Three Ten to Yuma. I, I thought it was a sick cowboy movie. And he's doing the new Indiana Jones. Yes, he is. So which... he's they're just Disney is just giving. Hey, have some more <laughs> Disney money. Have some have more. Some more. <laughs> Here's a Brinks truck. Here's a blank check. What do you want, James Mangold? <laughs> you did Logan. I mean, Logan was such a banger, such a banger of a movie. Great geek movie. And for those who aren't into geek movies, maybe you've seen his other movie, Ford versus Ferrari, which I really love. Casey, did you ever see Ford versus Ferrari? I did. Yeah. So well made. So well done. Guy just puts banger after banger. So he's going to be doing a story about the first uh, Jedi and the Force. What do you think about? starting going off into that era of uh star wars i'm excited you know they've uh we've seen some old republic stuff but this is even beyond that you know the old republic is just jedi heyday you know you turn a corner hey it's a jedi hey there's a mandalorian hey what's going on over here but you know it it, it probably is going to be a lot i'm sure it's going to have very similar vibes to something like uh those avatar the last airbender episodes where you find out about the first avatar you know where you really Ooh, get into those. like what what makes it you know what makes it tick how does it work what part of you know the greater universe is it are they going to make it you know about the stupid midichlorian stuff where it, there's a science behind it or is the force really going to get that mystical magic you know touch and feeling that we grew up with with the original trilogy um more more fantasy than than science fiction no science, only magic. I'm a huge fan of making movies way like away from the, the the Skywalker saga. I mean, we loved it in the OG. You know, we got the prequels and the sequels and stuff. But I mean, Star Wars is a galaxy far, far away, right? Not a neighborhood, not a small little cantina, because you're running with the same characters all the time. So I'm glad they have someone as talented as James Mangold to to be uh, on this thing here and. Uh, I, I just can't wait. So this is from um, <clears throat> from StarWars.com. 
Uh, Mangold's film will be set at the dawn of the Jedi, telling the tale of the first Jedi to wield the Force. Filoni's movie will put together uh, threads from recent Disney Plus series in the current timeline where Dave Filoni is going to be heading a movie that will tie in The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, all the current stories that are being told on Disney Plus right now. Shout outs to Dave Filoni for that. I mean, it's been it's 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 been some time for them to announce that Dave Filoni is going to be helming a movie. I mean, come on, all all the Star Wars fans love his stories. I mean, everyone's been saying the Bad Batch has been banging out Star Wars stories better than the Mandalorian. I've seen nothing but great reviews, and Chris has been raving about it each and every week here. Um, you know, even saying, hey, this Bad Batch episode, much better than the recent episode of Mando we just watched. So Dave Filoni knows how to weave a story. He's, you know, George Lucas's protege. He knows what he's doing. I mean, and it's also been some scuttlebutt rumors that uh, the better episodes of Mando are because, you know, he's talking to Favreau. And then when Favreau's left on his own devices, now we're seeing what's going on here. But uh, yeah. Just give this man the keys. <laughs> we got some more movies, guys. So on this Star Wars timeline, and thank you for this user to like Photoshop or Illustrator and recreate it here. So the James Mangold is going to be doing the Dawn of the Jedi there in the past of the Star Wars timeline. So the latest movies, if you look over to the right, was uh, The Rise of the First Order. That's where we sort of currently are at. Uh, the Mandalorian right now is uh, taking place in, in the New Republic right. is where it's taking place here. Um, so there are other movies movies that were announced as well so we have uh dave filoni casey who's going to be doing uh the current timeline going to be uh having mando and ahsoka in their movie culminating in all the stuff all the stories we've seen here on disney plus that's interesting because uh we have ahsoka coming up yeah the mandalorian hasn't finished it we got two more episodes um and but they're seeing how it's going to tie together all the stories john favreau also said on a red carpet that um you know he's also already written season four of the Mandalorian. So it's just like, where, what is this movie going to be with Filoni? Right. Uh, and you know, from what we see in Ahsoka, cause they did show the Ahsoka trailer, which we'll get to, but it's really just shaping up to be rebels Two, which is cool. If you were a fan of rebels, uh, I think that he's weaving all these threads together to just have a Thrawn movie. Okay. I think Thrawn will be an antagonist in Ahsoka, and that'll be all well and good, but I think he's going to really expand his campaign to a cinematic scale. Yeah, because I, I, I wonder if that might cheapen Ahsoka, because people are thinking that uh, Grand Animal Thrawn is going to be the main baddie throughout the entire thing. It looks like she has he, a bunch of stuff going on, but I mean... He it, might be. I mean, look, they were able to do Thrawn as the villain of two seasons of Rebels, and while he lost... Uh, it certainly didn't make him seem like a weak villain. So I'm interested to see how they can, you know, continue to use him or expand his his villainy now in a world without the Empire. And and even better, there was speculation on who was going to be uh, the Grand Admiral Thrawn, the gracious and most tactical person in the Imperial Empire. And uh, we got confirmation and celebration that it is Lars Mikkelsen, brother to Maz Mikkelsen. I mean, what a fantastic lineage of actors, dude. Yeah, and I mean, he's the voice actor in Rebels, so it's just perfect screen to screen. Um, My uh, partner is very, very upset about the recasting of Hera, though. Really? Because she's she's like, yeah. First of all, she doesn't like Mary Elizabeth Winstead on the principle that <laughs> she and Ewan McGregor like double homewrecked 
their mm, partners and are no, now no, together. Sorry, the double decking home wrecking. The double decking home wrecking, baby. <laughs> and if you guys uh, are familiar, they, they were, means they were both married and they both sort of broke up their 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 marriages. To marriages, each other. yeah, yeah. Which is fashion home wrecking. I mean, but to get it, usually it's a one side home wrecking. The the rare double home wreck. That's like pulling a foil card out of your Pokemon card pack, baby. That's <laughs> that's wild. That's the Charizard of, of relationship ruiners. <laughs> The double home wrecker. Insane. Put, pick that up from Wendy's, why don't you? <laughs> um, no, uh, because Vanessa Marshall, the voice actress for Hera, I think could have done her in live action. You know, she's of a similar age to what the character would have been. You know, she's there's been plenty of voice actor to actor transitioning. You know, Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn, most, you know, clearly Bo-Katan Kreez is Katie Sackhoff. In, in both shows. Um, and that is probably one of the best transitions of an animated character into a live action character and maybe anything. Um, I think Vanessa Marshall got shafted. I don't know if she was asked to do it, asked to come back, or if this is just some good old fashioned home wreck and nepotism. Um, I'm interested to see what Mary Elizabeth Winsett's take on the character of Harrison Duel will be. Um, because I've liked her in other stuff for sure, but, uh, it's just an interesting casting choice, you know, recasting Sabine makes sense because her voice actress doesn't really look like her. Um, so that's a little harder to do, but you know, it can't all be perfect, right? Unless it Unless. is because we got Rosario Dawson, who's been doing an amazing job as Ahsoka Tano. I mean, right. a great actress, like she, she's able to get in there and be physical uh, she looks like the character when they put her in the makeup. I mean, shout outs to Boss Logic, you know, uh, who fan casted her and John and Dave Filoni and Favreau like saw that and was like, yeah, she does kind of look like her. She even said it at Star Wars Celebration. She was like, yeah, that's really why I got cast because of that, you know, that fan uh, uh, family thing from from uh, artist Boss Logic. And then they saw that. Um, yeah. So so the, the uh, Ahsoka trailer, Casey, it really looks interesting as a fan of Clone Wars and Rebels and You've really been really enthralled with the Dale Forney universe. Uh, what was it like seeing the trailer for you, this character come to life and the story is going to be told? Oh, it's so exciting. I mean, I, I've loved everything with Ahsoka once she became like a real character and not just some goofy Scooby-Doo bullshit kid sidekick in some episodes of Clone <laughs> Wars. Snips and Sky Guys. And yeah, you're a little r 2 look out. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, I understand that Star Wars is for children. I get it, but there's a there's a time and a place and she has been given so much room to grow as a character that she's kind of like the main character of star wars now which is a little weird because she's lived through so much more than a lot of these other people like she's seen the entirety of the clone wars happen she lived through order 66 she was palling around with the fledgling part of the rebellion she was presumably still part of the rebellion as part of the galactic civil war she survived that she's teaming up with luke now she's been through it all man you know she's she's your through line for almost all this really important galactic stuff yeah, um, and, and, so, and Filoni's really been like like trotting her out on on different occasions yeah. i mean i mean like, she's his she's his pet character you know, yeah. I, I can't I can't blame him for that. Everybody's got their little original character who's, you know, super great. And I want to stick her into everything now. But, you know, I just uh, 
I like it. I love the characters from Rebels. I like to see where their stories end because we got like a little bit of a, a tease and a little flash forward at the end of that. We recently saw Zeb in Mandalorian and he looks like he's doing good, you know, so it's good to it's good to catch up with the rest of the crew and see what's going on. That'll bring the old bring the gang back together, you know, Blues Brothers style. You know, hop in. Yeah. We're on a mi- we're on a mission from the force. <laughs> and especially, <laughs> and especially, like we have some characters in here. We got uh, what looks like uh, a like a, a dark Jedi, not necessarily a Sith, because there hasn't been any mem- like a rumblings or mentionings of them. Because when we had the actual actor up on stage who was playing uh, like the, the the big guy that you see in the Ahsoka trailer, um, the uh, the host of the Star Wars show was was interviewing him to- and referring to his character as a Jedi, not as a Sith. Sure. And that's kind of and and if you know anything like uh you know announcers and 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 talent aren't allowed to say certain things or do certain things so the presenter was very careful in saying that this character was a Jedi I'm referring to like he's like is there anything you can say about your Jedi character you know I mean we know we right. have some orange sabers is there anything you can tell us about it he didn't say Sith or anything like that um, well that's also you know that's also like the original trilogy where the sith didn't exist you know yeah. like in in name they're not actually named until the prequels you know sith lords and all that stuff dark lord of the sith and and things of that nature you know it's like he's just a darth vader as far as we knew is just a fallen jedi you know True. don't like don't lecture me with your sorcerer's ways and <laughs> all that all that jazz so the the character we're talking about is played by Ray Stevenson, who you probably know from a couple of things. He was the Punisher once in a pretty decent Punisher movie, and he was also Volstag in some Marvel movies, and he's been you know in a lot of stuff. He's also been in in a great HBO. Uh, what's his short time show? Rome. Like he was fantastic oh, yeah. in that. Love that. It was so freaking good. And he yeah. he's a big dude. So when you see him ignite his saber and he's going up against Ahsoka, it looks incredible. Especially yeah. that he has this this secret apprentice too, who uh, some people pointed out she has a little uh, like like a Padawan braid. So it's like, hmm, is she fallen she's, Jedi? She's still, maybe? Uh, yeah, some some fallen Jedi, uh, like doing some business out there in the galaxy where the roaring sabers not quite red. But Filoni did acknowledge that uh, he wanted them to be a bit off color, kind of like the OG Star Wars, the original one, where Vader's wasn't quite red it had some it was pink yeah in the middle <laughs> yeah and he was like yeah it is more orange than it is red so uh listen oh, man. A, a, a classic star wars lightsaber is like a well-cooked steak it's just got a little pink on the inside yeah it's just, just a little, a little bit on the inside just a little bit on the outside um, it burns you what i what remi- the orange lightsabers kind of remind me of the uh the bad guys from like the dark forces and the jedi knight games you know, because the color was not really perfect in some of those mm. old ones. So, you know, these dark Jedi, the Inquisitorious, before, you know, the Inquisitors as we know them now were, were these guys, just dark Jedi who weren't quite Sith, but still bad. They had, you know, reddish orangish lightsabers. Um, I think it's a cool look. You know, I it's th- there's really only been like a few games that have given us a full spectrum of lightsaber colors. Like it's always like, Oh, you could pick from the default. You could have a blue one or a green one or a red one or a yellow one. Um, But a game like force unleashed where you just basically got like a sliding scale of (laughs) whatever color you wanted to do, or, you know, a game like the old Republic where you could slide it however you wanted. Um, Seeing orange, it's just cool. It's just a good break from, the monotony of colors we're so used to seeing. It really is. It's um, really good, good contrast, like from uh, like from her sabers as well. Like hers being white, it looks visually impressive, especially when they clash up against each other 
And then you have like another scene where he's going down a, like a, a hallway and he's slashing and sort of doing the, the Veda hallway scene from Rogue One. And you also have his apprentice coming through and attacking a bridge. I mean, the action looks really good. It looks like they really put a lot of money into this project. I mean, Dave Floyd was like, listen, give me the biggest budget <laughs> that you possibly can. Yep. And the actresses talked about, you know, like the sets they were on, you know, the places like they, they were, they traveled to, you know, all the things they were doing in order to make this thing possible. So I'm, I'm excited for it, but uh, I wonder how it's going to fare with Star Wars fans who don't watch any of the animated stuff. You know, I mean like some of the OGs, you know, like my dad who just watched, you know, the live action stuff, like when she appeared in, uh, in the Mandalorian show, he was like, Oh, okay. I get this is like a, you know, Jedi person, but he had no idea who she was or any of that stuff. So I wonder how accessible is it's going to be. Or Filoni's just like, no, this is for like, if you know, you know, kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to say because I mean, we're also living in a world where, you know, day one of the new Mandalorian season comes out, and people are like, "What? How do you get the baby back? What do you mean I got to watch another yeah. show? Oh, uh, what? And it's like, oh shit." normal people don't just consume media oh my god what have i become <laughs> it's like in my head it's like oh well obviously you need to watch the last three seasons of boba fett and it's like yeah that's a totally normal thing to say to someone you need to watch a different television show to understand what's happening yeah that's and, like, and, and like and like that's the folly that we're in now because you know they're they're sort of copying like the the, the marvel side of everything which is a problem of having disney sort of run everything you know because uh well, last time when we talked about uh the mandalorian um with, with chris we were saying how uh when lucasfilm was bought up at disney they got rid of you know uh laid off a lot of uh, lucasfilm employees and put their own disney people in there so now you're seeing this thread of where they're sort of treating disney sort of like marvel and and that's really a folly where people have to watch the other content just to get this other content we don't need an intermittent story where everything's connected like the marvel cinematic universe star wars can have its own identity you know of itself but uh yeah man uh so are you excited for august when uh, ahsoka's gonna air i'm jet i'll be there day one yeah the highlight of my wednesday <laughs> uh another highlight of celebration as uh, we talked about the the, the mangold stuff we talked about um the current timeline with filoni and ahsoka in which she's going to bring together all these shows from disney plus mando ahsoka all the good stuff in boba fett boba fett we now go into casey um a really interesting time here on the timeline so we're going past the rise of the first order the star wars sequel movies in which we had uh, the force awakens we had the uh, last jedi and we had the infamous and wildly loved amongst all star wars fans is our number one movie of all time <laughs> the rise of skywalker so guys in the rise of skywalker if y'all remember that movie i know it was a fever dream did it really happen yes it actually did it did so we found out that ray was a palpatine and somehow palpatine had returned he uh was going through a cloning process there's a bunch of pickled snooks and uh <laughs> they he was sort of uh uh perfected out there um he was hidden on this uh in planet of exical and stuff and things happened it ray became a skywalker she took on that name uh they completely screwed over john boyega and finn's character uh but in any case <laughs> now what we're getting on the star wars timeline is the third movie that's announced at star wars celebration which is going to be a movie in which Daisy Ridley is returning as Ray 
Palpatine Skywalker to rekindle the Jedi Order. Oh, another thing she's stolen from Luke. Ah, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I hate it. Uh, whatever, man. <laughs> fucking Star. Yeah, the fuck get that reference, Casey. Go, go for it. Go for it. The fucking Star Wars goblins out there are like, they think because Luke failed it, in Legends, which for those of you not in the know was the Star Wars expanded universe before Disney took over and rewrote everything. Um, Luke spent his years building up what was a successful Jedi order for, you know, quite a while, you know, at least, you know, 10 to 20 years. Um, and with Disney star Wars, they're like, no, we'll make him a, we'll make him a failure. Just like his master and his master before him, a lot of Jedi just failing their way to success. And, uh, people hated that. They're like, you know, this sucks. We're used to Luke being a really good grandmaster and bringing hope to the galaxy. Why does it have to end in failure? Disney, you tell me, um, we will, everybody wants happy endings for their heroes, but you know, you just don't get them anymore. It's whatever. That's neither here nor there. But the, the idea of Luke after everything we've seen him go through in three movies and then in last Jedi to just sacrifice himself and pass the reins to, Ray from nowhere to start the Jedi order up again. When he lost his faith, a lot of people were just like, this sucks. You know, we wanted Luke to be the guy to be the man to, to start the Jedi order up again. So people were like, Oh, Ray has just sort of stolen Luke's place in any sequel films. And it's like, Mark Hamill is fucking 70 something years old. I don't know what you're expecting out of this man to carry a film franchise again. Right. You know, for for 30 years, we none of us ever expected that we would see Luke Skywalker return to screen. We had books, we had comics, we had video games that all expanded what Luke's story was. And it didn't really seem to matter that Mark Hamill wasn't involved anymore. But now Star Wars fanboys are all upset that Rey gets to start a new series of films with the new Jedi Order. But there is one thing about these this movie or series of movies or whatever they're doing that will be sorely missing. And do you know what that is, Sergio? Uh, actual... It's the one man mm-hmm. who said, "You ain't gone Disney plus me." And I was ju- actually, I was actually going <laughs> to bring that up myself in my point in that the only way I think this is going to work with Star Wars fans is if John Boyega comes back. And okay. he's not do- no way he's, he's doing it. He, they'd have to buy him a they'd have to buy him a house made of gold. <laughs> they would have to back up the Brinks truck and give him whatever he Forget wants because it. because he was burned so bad with his Star Wars. Like they gave him this gave his character a piss poor story. Bad. Like Disney didn't help him out when like when you know the toxic fandom was coming after him. Uh and he felt really sidelined and 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 he really was. I mean, if everyone's ever seen the Force Awakens poster in China. He is tiny. He they made him smaller because of reasons. But um, or removed I, him entirely. Or removed him entirely, which was which was crazy. Um, yep. But but I think the only way this is going to work is if they bring him back. I mean, like to think about uh, the store they're building here. So this is going to be directed by Shermin Obad Chinoy. She directed uh, a Miss Marvel episode or a couple episodes. She's done uh, uh, documentaries about women. 
Um, so who else than a seasoned veteran of documentaries and uh, one or two episodes of a Disney Plus Marvel show to helm a major Star Wars franchise movie? Holy shit. Are they even fucking thinking over there? My God. I mean, this uh, person might be really talented to have like may- maybe something we don't know. I mean, hey, give the person a chance, right? Because it is Star Wars. It is about hope. I'm hoping that this person doesn't really fuck it up. Um, but, but Disney Star Wars, I think, and I'm speaking as a passionate fan, is fucking it up by like doubling down on the sequel like storyline. It's, I mean, it's a huge mistake, dude. It's a huge fucking mistake. All right. If and they're talking about how you know Ray is going to be this. Okay, so here's how they sold it to everybody at Star Wars Celebration, right? So you're at you're at Star Wars Celebration. You're at the main stage. You're watching on the monitors there because they're not broadcasting out to the public, right? Uh, Kathleen Kennedy's talking about the movies going on. Uh, they bring on the director, and she talks about, hey, we're going to be establishing a, a Star Wars timeline, um, something in the new, what we're going to call the new Jedi Order. And the story is a Jedi Master is going to come about reestablishing the Jedi Order. And then she says, do you guys want to meet the Jedi Master? And everyone's like, whoa, wait, what? Who is it? Who could possibly be? Here comes Daisy Ridley. <laughs> She's like, hi, guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. They're really doubling down. This takes place, I think, roughly, they think they said around 15 years after the rise of Skywalker in which she's going to reestablish the, the Jedi Order. The only way this can happen is if we're sitting in the theater, we're watching this thing, we see the title crawl, yada, yada. We see Ray. She's talking to a student we can't see yet. She tosses a lightsaber. It flies through the year. It flies towards someone's hand, and it grabs and ignites. Boom. It's John Boyega. It's Finn. She's teaching him how to be a Jedi. Because J.J. Abrams confirmed that he's Force-sensitive and he is a Jedi. You know, ironically, we have gotten a taste of this in something that most people have not probably seen in the Lego? star the Lego Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> is it's the it's technically a direct follow-up to episode nine, where we see Finn in training and, and Ray trying to figure out what it means to be a Jedi Master. True. True. You know? And yeah. I just, I want to see them develop as characters together. You know, I, yeah. I like that they had a dynamic in there. You know, if you look past all the John Boyega just shouting her name, which is fine. Um, but, you know, we could have had like a real, a trio again. You know, you could have had that Han, Luke and Leia dynamic and, and we didn't really get it because people are dumb. And they made Dude, bad I, and they made bad movies. It, it was it was it was such a huge misstep and just a failure in leadership that there was no plan. I mean, you brought JJ Abrams on board, and I, I, I like JJ. I, I got to meet him at Star Wars Celebration in in, in Anaheim in 2015 when The Force Awakens was new and coming out. There was there was a sense of wonder, excitement that oh, Star Wars is back, and there's a story that we don't know about, and you know who is this new person? And all signs pointed to maybe Finn being. Or sensitive, or maybe it was the Ray person. Who knows? But the fact that he has such an interesting story than anyone else in in those movies, and they really pissed it away because they had no story whatsoever. Because they wanted JJ to do the whole trilogy, he didn't want to do it. His wife convinced him to do it, and then he's like, "All right, well, here you go. Toss it up in the air. Here you go, Ryan Johnson." Ryan Johnson came in, and as a fantastic director and movie maker as he is in his own right, making his own properties, I personally think that he didn't land the plane with The Last Jedi. There were some interesting concepts that I did like about it, okay? But overall, as a movie, I I don't think that he fully understood it, and Mark Hamill agrees with me. Um, I, don't think, then, I, don't, I don't think you need to be nice about it. I really, I really <laughs> well, don't. 
Well, I, I have a level of civility because I, I, I hate when people like go after they, they, they can't constructively criticize like, like a product or, or, or a story without going after like, like a personal, like, per, you know, without going after a person. Right. Cause I, I saw, you know, Ryan Johnson's Twitter and people going after him, which I think is stupid. Just like going after actors, I think is stupid. Okay. Like, you know, uh, Kelly Marie Tran didn't write her character rose, you know, Daisy really didn't write her storyline. So going after those, you know, same thing with Moses Ingram in, uh, in Riva, these people are actors, you know, like, like, uh, Ryan Johnson is a director who's in charge of it. But I think going after them personally is stupid. And I think there is a line of being able to criticize these people without going after them personally. And I think uh, okay. a lot of the, I think a good portion of the star Wars fan base sort of forgets that or either throws it to the side because they're incapable of doing it. So I try to, have some sort of civility where you know i'm not in in lump with with those heathens who can't really differentiate that because they're too neuro um in any case um i i really do think that this doubling down is absolutely insane why are you touching anything near the sequel movies it divided a fan base and really Dude, pissed they on already, everyone's fun they refuse to admit that they failed right yeah. they're like mm -hmm. all right we made sequel movies People, I mean, kids seem to like them, but a lot of our adult fan base is really uh, split on those last two, except they're split on the eighth one and everybody hates the ninth one. Um, <laughs> Everyone, you know. But we made a theme park between the eighth and the ninth one, and we, uh, we're not just going to undo the whole theme park <laughs> now, will we? I just... <laughs> you're making a Star... Listen, you're making a Star Wars theme park. Why would you roll the dice on stuff that's not out yet why wouldn't you just just base it on the stuff that people already like my mind was blown in that decision and i'm like this is her making her own legacy away from lucas and there's probably one time like you know like during the producing of star wars because she's been around for a long time you know indiana jones area you know like the og star wars where where lucas was just like hey remind uh just get me that coffee over there just get my coffee and she's <laughs> oh my just god like, if you're gonna rue the day, Lucas. <laughs> you're gonna rue the day. You asked me to get your goddamn Ka coffee, Ka you Kathleen. <laughs> Kathleen, I, I know you've got billions of dollars now, but but remember when you were just the who got my coffee? <laughs> yeah, that's, why real, that's really what's why going you, on. Why don't you just why don't you just make it two sugars? That's a just, really what's just get me two sugars, Kathleen. That's really why Kathleen is dumbing down the uh, sequel. She's like, this is my thing. Damn it! <laughs> it's like Hobelander in the boys when he was making his birthday special. He's just like, "Oh, you're gonna sing for me, and you're gonna do this, and you're gonna, we're gonna make the sequels still a thing. Daisy really is gonna come back. You're all gonna love it. Like we're gonna make a Star Wars land with my vision, or I'll laser you. I'll laser every last one of you. <laughs> Damn it! Like, <laughs> I'm like, what it's the fuck? Like, why? Why the fuck is Star Wars going back to the sequels? Holy sh! I don't you know, have man. To be so brain dead i, I mean every like, i would love to be in that executive room sitting around the table where whoever is making a decision either kathleen or, or maybe some other people or whatever they're like okay let's and the one person in there who has a brain who was like this is a bad idea and yeah. that person just looking erratic and then everyone just slowly turned their head at that person slowly pointing at them like that movie they live where everyone is just like an <laughs> alien they're just like yeah Consume. 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 And then he's like <laughs> screech. So like yeah. he's like, no, I love the idea. Bring Ray back and the sequels. Even though everybody fucking hate them. Holy <laughs> shit! It's a whole different level of management brain deadness. Just give the key. Just hand the keys to Filoni. Let him Seriously. tell. 
Let him tell his Star Wars stories that he wants to tell. People have really loved all the pieces, all the things he's been putting together. Just let him roll with it. Yeah. I haven't absolutely. seen I haven't seen anybody say like a terrible thing about his Star Wars stuff other than it relies too heavily on itself, which I'm like, okay, but people want I have enjoyed the continuity of of Star Wars in that regard. So let yeah. it ride. But something that I am looking forward to and I've wanted this for a while. So uh, there is another movie that was announced. And this this supposedly is really good from the footage people saw at Star Wars Celebration. The Acolyte, Casey. Yeah. So, uh, the, the Acolyte uh, takes place sort of during the Old Republic time. And when I hear Old Republic, I'm like, yes, I want that storyline. If, if you guys know me, you know me well, you know I love the Old Republic time. It's such a fascinating time. There's so much lore there. Like, you know, when they were talking about how they want a, uh, a sort of Game of Thrones type series, like that's what you should do. Um, so, uh, the acolyte for those unaware is, um, a time like hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga, um, thousands about, of years before. Oh, that, that, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, yeah. It's a thousand years before, uh, the Skywalker saga. I had the right up here and I lost it, but it's coming in 2024 and supposedly the, uh, creator, um, was someone who pissed it to Disney as, uh, frozen meets kill bill. Which uh, that weird vomit, weird take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the Kill Bill thing. The only thing I know about that it was from uh, the actors talking about it at Star Wars Celebration up on stage, seeing how there's a lot of like you know sort of like good fights, martial arts moves. There was a teaser trailer that was shown to the fans of Star Wars Celebration, in which they had Carrie and Moss Trinity from the Matrix, who was in it and had a little uh, fight scene with uh, with uh, supposedly a dark force user. And people said it was really good. I saw some uh, leaked footage. Thank you guys out there for uh, <laughs> for bringing that to the internet. And it looked pretty cool. It was sort of like, like a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon moment where she was like sort of being the master and going up against this person. Um, we saw what looked like sort of like, like a Darth Revan mask type person. Um, I, I always want something that's sort of a story akin to more of the dark side than the rebels. We have so many rebel alliance and good guy stories. I mean, let, let's, let's go to, to the bad guy side. Right. Do one of those things. Do one of those things where you know the bad guys are bad, not because they are just mustache totally bad, but what they think they're doing is right, and that always makes the most compelling villains when they think what they're doing is the best thing for everyone and the galaxy. So the galaxy. I am absolutely like enthralled to see this thing. And another thing that that popped up from this was. Uh, Talk of a Wookiee Jedi played by Yunus Suotomo. If you guys know who that is, he's a new guy who plays Chewie in all of the, the Star Wars stuff. An ab absolute giant, big Star Wars fan. And he confirmed that he plays a, a Wookiee Jedi. Does he also play Black Kersantan? Uh, I, I don't know. I think that was another uh, person that they got for that. Just another um, big, I, just another big boy. That. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that, but uh, yeah, I love how like like at the end of Black Crescent's storyline, he just ran away like a Muppet in the book of Boba Fett. He's like, "All right, I'm off now." Do 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 do. Today's letter brought to you by K. Kathy Kennedy. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, it, it's so I, I'm looking forward to that. It's like, yes, let's have some Dark Force users. We got Carrie and Moss. She knows how to how to act, how to carry a story. So that's going to be good. Uh, they're saying that there was a scene that was shown in the trailer um, at Star Wars Celebration in which, uh, you know, a bunch of Force users ignited their sabers against one to, to have a really cool fight. And apparently they got a snippet of that and everyone's saying it's absolutely badass. It reminds you of martial arts movies. And I'm like, ooh, mm. I like that. That sounds pretty good. Ooh, did someone say yeah. Terrace Kasi? 
<laughs> but yeah, Casey, so you hear about Acolyte, you know, this uh, darker story about, about more so dark Jedis and actual Jedi. It, it takes place thousands of years before. You hear there's Carrie Ann Moss. There is uh, uh, the, the creator, she said, you know, it's sort of like she pitched it to Disney Lucasfilm as, you know, Kill Bill <laughs> and, and Frozen. But there's an emphasis on uh, talking about the, the dark side of the force. And we're going to see a bunch of uh, uh, Jedis. We're going to see a bunch of lightsabers. And people have confirmed this from the footage they saw. There's a bunch of lightsabers and a lot of fighting in it what do you think what more could you want out of a star wars show hey. i want sabers i want fights just yeah, give it to me just give it to me i want the star <laughs> Wars. just give me the star people have wanted anything set in the old republic where there is a thousands year long war openly between jedi and sith before the sith are operating in full secrecy you know with the rule of two and and stuff like that um it's great people love it you know people really come to see star wars for the space wizards and hopefully they stay for all the interesting bounty hunter stuff the andor adjacent stuff but you come for the space wizards baby and this show i think understands that at its core and you're not going to get any better fight choreography than the modern day um because you're not going to get any better camera work than stuff in the modern day. So it's really a recipe for greatness. If you're going to do a sword fighting martial arts kind of a show with modern cameras and modern fight choreography set in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. We actually have a description here from starwars.com the acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high republic era a former padawan reunites with her jedi master to investigate a series of crimes but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated mm. so dude i just on that <laughs> so that's something i am definitely looking forward to hopefully uh it is good so we have the past we're talking about that the present and the future uh another thing that uh was showcased uh, was skeleton crew and man star wars really just needs to drop all these trailers to the public i mean we want to see all this stuff but i get it you know people who paid to go star wars celebration they want to make it like worth your while you can see exclusive stuff you won't see anywhere else but i mean how are you going to sell the skeleton crew right so star wars the skeleton crew it was supposed to be like a sort of old school steven spielberg amblin type story it's like, it's like a bunch of kids in the galaxy who um, embark on an adventure. Uh, it's still a big mystery on what it's about. Um, I think this one, this, this one has Jude Law in it. Uh, okay. But yeah. So it's, um, it's folks on a group of children going off into space for unknown reasons. Mm, while just adults are desperate, while adults are desperate for them to return home safely. Near the end, uh, they encounter Jude Law's character who draws something to his hand with a force. You're a Jedi. Ooh. Maybe one of them is force sensitive. Interesting. Mm. Can't wait to see more of that and to see an actual thing because they, they keep talking about this thing as if it's like, you know, um, it's it has kids in it and it's sort of an old school Steven Spielberg family in Berlin, but they keep saying it is not a kid's movie. And that part is interesting because if you know the OG, uh, it's like, like Steven Spielberg era movie stuff that we grew up on, um, like when you grew up on them, they were great. Loved all the OG movies. And especially when you see that it has a group of kids and you think, oh, okay, cool, it's family. But they keep saying it's not a kid's movie. So 
that part's really interesting. There's a lot of mystery around that skeleton crew. I think Star Trek did a pretty cool idea with Star what they called Star Trek Prodigy, where a bunch of kids in the Delta Quadrant just found a a really like super cool limited elite Federation vessel and were on a journey to get back to the Alpha Quadrant and they were inspired by their adventures to join Starfleet. I thought it was pretty cool. And uh, you know, if this is maybe a similar thing for Star Wars, I'm all I'm all about it. I'm all on board. Yeah. So. Man, Star Wars Celebration just had so many different interviews, so many different people talking about so many things. You know, you had Hayden Christensen show up, Billy D, uh, Anthony Daniels. I mean, it, it was just a star-studded event with everybody coming out to support and talk about Star Wars. And, and you gotta love it. I I wish I would have gone, but it was all the way in Europe. Uh, and you so know where it's gonna be next that. year? Japan. Really? Yeah. Ooh. So I, I that's not until uh, a couple of years because then they say that oh, they're not yeah. going to do it every year. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I mean, not every year. The, the next one is yeah. is going to be in Japan when it comes back that's, around. That's going to be interesting. Uh, another thing that was uh, unveiled today, which uh, something that I personally love, uh, volume two of Star Wars Visions, the trailer dropped for that. And damn, does it look good? Oh, Holy. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Star Wars Visions, for those who don't know, are a um, it, it's it's sort of a sequence of short films by different Japanese uh, animation houses. And man, do we get some really good stories. And this time around is nothing short of that. If you saw the trailer, you see what the next level uh, of studios are doing. Um, they basically asked uh, a bunch of Japanese studios like, hey, uh, we need you to tell some original Star Wars stories. And if you can put some uh put some of your own flair on it put some put stink little, on put it put a little english <laughs> give it a little english yeah i mean dude I, I watched the trailer and i was like this looks absolutely sick i, I love the themes uh, some of the different animation styles you have what looks like stop motion you have your three animation uh, your 2d I, I can't wait to see the stories and, and even some of the short stories from the first season of star wars visions i think should be fleshed out into big major motion pictures because they they have some teeth to them you have some weight to them. The characters you really liked, uh, even just from aesthetic reasons, like their motivations, their story, their sense of hope and wonder. I mean, I was just all for it. Everybody just you? wants to see the Ronin Sith Lord again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty yeah, good. But yeah, uh, in, in, in seeing some of, some of the, the, the new images, man, we got some uh, claymation-looking ones, like a, sort of like, like a Wallace and Gromit-looking one yeah. I thought looked pretty, pretty interesting. You got like a Wallace and Gromit style, like, like Chewbacca, Twi'lek. Uh, you got some really cool anime-looking ones, and the 3D ones look insane. I, I really hope there were some bangers out in this one, and I hope that, that Lucasfilm sort of takes some of these things and fleshes them out into a whole series because there, there could have been some good ones from... Uh, that that first one you can put it on disney plus like hey can you guys go back and make that a full series first and we'll give you whatever amount of money you want because yeah. fans seem to really gravitate it's a no-brainer disney lucas film it's, it's so, so easy crazy how it's so hard for them to print money with fucking star wars holy <laughs> shit i mean it's wild i mean they, they, you have all this shit on disney plus right and you have star wars visions come out people were ranting and raving about their favorite episodes there were there were one or two that people lauded over everything else go back to that studio back up the truck disney's a multi-billion dollar company give them some fucking money <laughs> tell them to flesh that into a star wars you know, it's it's so easy make star wars so good challenge <laughs> It's so right. Make make Star Wars good challenge. My brain explodes when I think about who is sitting there and it was like, you know what we should do? 
Uh, if you want Obi Wan, let's do that. But also, let's let's not make that great. Uh, let's all let's also do Boba Fett. Let's let's make him a pussy. Uh, let's let's do a bunch <laughs> of stuff. It's it's like, dude. It, even to Tamara Morrison was like in interviews when you watch it, he's like, you know, I was kind of giving him notes and telling him, you know, he should be this. And well, Boba wouldn't do that, do that. And they were telling him just say the lines, bro. Say the on. line, Bart. Just <laughs> say the line, Bart. <laughs> Holy I'm just shit. a man. I, I'm just a man making my way through the galaxy. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, the animation studios worked on uh, yeah a bunch of different yeah dude. It's like season two uh, of Visions. It looks great. Yeah. I mean, the animation styles it is is so insane. Oh, season two, season two might be International Studios. Gotcha. I think I saw one with friend stuff. I mean, okay. hey, look, we've also speaking of Tamara Morrison. I want to throw this one at you. Uh, how great would it be if you showed up as Captain Rex? in the ahsoka Ooh, show dude that would be insane i just want him to play all the great. live action clones i want to see live action bad batch where it's just somewhere morrison's you know we've seen him as boba fett now we've seen him as Django. we've seen him as a homeless clone like just keep bringing him <laughs> just keep bringing him back i just want to see him do more clone stuff yeah dude and everyone wants to see i mean tamara is great man i mean even though Big Boba Fett wasn't as great as people wanted to be like tamara was still he was in it man like yeah. his acting chops like his his prowess on screen like we want to see him and all that stuff i think it'd be great it'd be, it'd be a good uh surprise if he's in there if floating's like you know what because floating he knows what's up he knows what the fans want yeah you know what i mean like funny be like you know it'd be cool we'll blow everybody's mind we don't show him we don't show rex but shows up and it's tomorrow let's freaking go that's it that'd be sick dude everyone would lose their mind i mean and that's how you get star wars to blow up in trend using their their own lore not uh snl cameos from people um man like it's just star wars celebration it's so so many things uh give me splitting black <laughs> give me spinning blast from Robert Rodriguez is insane episodes with his spy kids. The, sco the oh Scooty, the Scooty Yang, the Scooty Gang, and he had that one guy though who just like spun around in a circle and hit his blaster. With his, oh little, little, his dinky little shoot 'em up gun. It was so funny because because that guy's like like a music artist. You know what? Like, he was like, you know, what? I'm gonna make you look cool. I'm gonna do you a favor. Let's do this. You're gonna look really cool. And the guy's like, all right, I spin around and shoot. Let's do it. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez is like, yeah, I'm cooking. <laughs> I am cooking. Holy shit. Bubba Fett might be in season three finale of Mando. I, I doubt that. What do you think, Casey? Doubt it slash hope not. Yeah. He doesn't uh, never, he doesn't really seem to want to have anything to do with his own people. <laughs> True. And I mean, I don't blame him. You know, it's it's tough hanging with yeah. with real deal Mandos. Um, you know, plus, you know, he's been sitting in an acid stew and he's got more back to baths to take you know he doesn't have time for this he ain't got no time <laughs> oh my god uh case was there any other star wars news i think that's uh think that's there's it. some if you're an action figure collector there's some there's some good stuff uh you know in the they don't really make ships for the big scale at all so they're making uh the n1 starfighter for your little baby three and three quarter mandalorian in the uh Ooh. the vintage collection um but in terms of you know big figures they've got things like a generic imperial officer an actually good black chrysanthemum figure um a neon numb which apparently is a figure that they haven't had before the bad batch which i think is incredible if you look at some of the sculpts of these figures i think they're really really great um the whole batch too including omega um they're doing a new return of the jedi luke uh they have a full size two scale job of the hut that's new 
there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming out. A new mall with robot legs, you know, from his appearances in Rebels and Solo and and all that. <laughs> Central um, Bob Shutter. Yeah. Uh they have an interesting Jedi robe effect on like a Yoda, Anakin, Obi-Wan, where they're wearing the white Jedi robes, and then there's like a it looks like a soft goods kind of like light blue mesh that makes them look like forest ghosts. It's kind of an interesting take instead of it being like translucent plastic or something. Um, a new Imperial Royal Guard. There's just there's a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff in here. A Vader with a removable helmet, which is always a nice touch. Um, just, you know, clone commando. Cad Bane finally gets a figure. People have wanted that for a really long time. Um, you know, uh, an actual life size helmet for the kitties as a, an Ahsoka clone trooper. There's there's good stuff. I'm a big fan of a lot of the uh, the things they've put together. Other Star Wars news that they've announced. Um, we did the movies. We did the TV shows. Uh, yeah, I think that was that was I think it's it. pretty much I really cared about. I mean, they, they did talk a little bit about Andor Season 2, but it's like, all right, we'll just fucking wait and see. Yeah. We'll just wait and it's see. Like- <laughs> we, we can't tell you anything, but and we can't show you anything, but, uh, you know, it's coming. Bad Batch yeah. season three is coming next year. Uh, it's going to be the last season. So I'm sure all these characters I've come to know and love are just going to die. Um, <laughs> looks like that's what you really feel. Yeah. It's, I mean, I hate it. I just, I want, I want my characters to have good endings, dude. It doesn't, you know, it, it's just, it's sad all the time. Remember when you watch return of the Jedi for the first time when you were a kid and it's like, all right, we threw the emperor down the elevator shaft. We blew up another death star. We won the war somehow, you know, they've still got legions of star destroyers or whatever, but we win. The heroes win. We have a nice little party with a bunch of teddy bear people. My dad's ghost showed up. I gave him a little jaunty wink. All my friends are here. We're playing drums on the skulls of our enemies. You know, it was a, it was a good time, right? You watch return of the Jedi and you're like, all right, the galaxy's in good hands. This is great. Things are going to be fine. Everything's fine. Except it wasn't. None of it was. <laughs> Everybody gets a bad ending. Han and Leia don't stay together. Luke fails and his temple gets destroyed. The Empire really doesn't stop. They just become fuckboy Nazis and come back as the First Order. Like, nothing good Nothing good stays in Star Wars anymore. You're not allowed to be happy. <laughs> oh, man. That, that was a good rant. I just want, <laughs> I, I'm not mad about it. I just feel like, you know, I think the art of the happy ending is lost on people. You know, in a I, I I think so too, especially with uh, the Disney Lucasfilm story group, because they were like, hey, you know all that stuff that the rebel the rebels did, and you know all the all the good that came about it. Yeah, none of that matters because somehow we got the first order. So we got copy paste uh, Empire. The factions are still here. We're in the season of Mandalorian now, where we're trying to explain how you know Palpatine came back with Doctor Pershing. Uh, so yeah, none of this. It's like whose line is it anyway? Like the points don't matter and everything. Yeah, you know. Oh man, it's it's just it's insane. But uh, yeah, they also had the 40th anniversary of the Return of the Jedi, and I'm gonna go great. see that in theaters because I've never seen Star Wars in theaters. The what, the original the original Star oh, Wars. Okay, I was gonna say gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I I don't know they were putting those back in theaters. It's oh awesome. yeah, Return of the Jedi's 40th yeah. anniversary. They're doing. Uh, I think AMC Theaters is doing like a, a Fathom Events style thing 
So you can't nice. use your A-list subscription. You have to pay for it separately. But I was going to I was going to say you, you better go Matt. Yeah, because if you, if you don't, if you go later on, you have to pay an extra amount of money for those uh, select Oof. seats. You know, we're if you looking sit in the middle or you want. They're going to charge you extra there. Listen, because, uh, the CEO of AMC is fucking brain dead. Twenty five, twenty five dollars <laughs> to go see a movie. Are you crazy? But for Star Wars, I'll fucking do it. Right. Yeah. And uh, just to be clear, that is Adam Aaron, the a the CEO of AMC, is fucking brain dead, just to call him out by name. Uh, you know, because like the like during the, the pandemic, the only way that uh, movie theaters survived, especially AMC, was that AMC was turned into a fucking meme stock. It was nothing um, that Adam Aaron did on his stock. own. It was nothing with his leadership. It was nothing with any of the other executives. It was turned into a fucking meme stock. People made money off of it, and then we're good. Then the theaters were coming back. You know, COVID's just sort of, you know, like subsided, and everyone was excited to return to the theaters, and uh, Adam Aaron was like, how can we milk people for every single fucking penny that they have? Hey, how about when... Uh, you come to our theater if you want to sit in a nice middle seat, center aisle, or anything like that. You're gonna have to pay up a little bit extra. Also, how about we introduce variable pricing? We have in other countries in which if there's a movie that's really hot, you're gonna pay extra money for that. So and, and, extra money and for also, a hot movie and extra money for the seats that you want. Man. So Adam Aaron uh, gets my official fucking brain dead idiot yeah. of the century. You know, and uh, and one more thing from AMC. How about fuck you? <laughs> just, just, just fuck you, buddy. Just, uh, you, just from from AMC CEO Adam Aaron. Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> pay me. Listen, I got a house in Malibu. I got to pay for. Listen, you're coming to my fucking theaters because it's AMC, baby. Yep. Oh my god, absolute brain dentist. Him, and the other executives here. It's like, bro, you, you want to go to a theater and you want to sit somewhere? Like, hey, we're gonna. But but they're nice enough to notify you if you go through the app or website when you when you buy your tickets. Hey. You're being charged a little bit extra because it's a seat we know that people like sitting in. Yeah. Like, absolute. Dude, like, uh, you want movies to survive? You want people to actually <laughs> go see movies in theaters? It's already an exorbitant price, right? People are, are just starting to, I mean, like, theaters are just now starting to get packed. I went to see the Mario Brothers movie, which was great. Yep. Um, Several one or two minor things. But other than that, uh, but your fam families will absolutely love it. Uh, you know, and it was just about packed. You know, some other movies. You know, I went to see uh, Creed Three. John Wick was was packed, and I saw that in IMAX. Yeah. So people are coming back to theaters. You know, and I I know some people uh, who aren't avid moviegoers like myself who are like, yeah, I I would go to this local AMC, but I saw that article where you got to pay extra. I don't want to do that. I'll just go to the Cinemark further down, a couple miles down. I'm like exactly, that's what you got. I'm do. going across the street to Regal Cinemas. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my god. I, I I just think it's it's a terrible way of doing business, charging people at pinching pennies everywhere you can to charge people extra, but they're coming back to the theaters in droves. You need them to have a reason. You know, movie directors and all these wonderful people who are making these fantastic movies are giving us a reason to go back to the theaters and then you got, you know, guys like this who are trying to bleed people dry, just having a good time with it. I mean, think about like a family of five who wants to go. You know, and I remember this one movie I went to where the, the only seats that were available were the extra ticket price ones. So imagine going to see Mario with your family of five or six, and it's the only seats that are left for the extra price tickets. I mean, it, it, you're already paying a fortune before you even bought snacks. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, when I, you Absolutely. know how some people, snap, and, I'm, and this is going to be the note I leave you on because we've officially run out of Star Wars to talk about. Yeah. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm older, when I have children of my own, I'm not sneaking snacks into the movie theater. I'm going to pretend to be an even bigger fat guy and smuggle my kids around my <laughs> midsection in a really big coat 
If it could work for Obi-Wan, it could work for me. I'm not paying these oh. prices. I'm not doing it. I'm smuggling in my kids. The good old Looney Tunes gag of the trench coat. That's it. All right. Well, that's all we had to talk about, about the Star Wars stuff. Uh, before we wrap that up, uh, Casey, in all the announced Star Wars stuff, the movies, TV shows, what are you actually looking forward to? Uh, I want that Filoni movie, and I'm looking at Ahsoka, the TV show. What about Jedi Survivor? Yeah. Damn, not really? For, no, for no Cal Kestis? The first one was fine. Wow, you didn't like that wonderful, beautiful story I thought where we're we going on a miss. I thought it was, where, where, we, where where we follow another Jedi in hiding. Yeah, it's, <laughs> again, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's great. And spoiler alert for those who don't know the story. You know, you try to reestablish the Jedi Order. You get a holocron, and then you're the doomed the game, for hey, failure. And then at the end of the game, hey, we should maybe just leave all the Jedi out there alone to fend for themselves. Yeah. Hey, let's go on another completely different adventure. Just so fuck, the whole game you play didn't matter. Just fuck them, kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. It's all the Star Wars stuff we have here. Um, thank you guys for watching. I'm looking forward to see what that Ray movie is going to do because I, I like Daisy Ridley as an actor, but uh, hopefully they can give that movie a good story. Um, it'll be sick if they bring in John Boyega as Finn. I think that's the only way to do this thing. Give him a billion dollars, like like give him equity, give him a percentage of whatever the movie makes. I don't, like do something where you just grovel at his feet and bring him back because I I, I don't see that movie doing doing well. In any case, it's the end of the Star Wars stuff from Star Wars Celebration. What a time to be alive, guys. Star Wars is coming for you next year, later this year, and beyond. And that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to join us live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. You can also watch these episodes up on YouTube as well. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you another time.